Today's episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Gamers Inn, your one-stop location for all your gaming needs. Located in Lehigh City, Utah, their fun and friendly staff will be more than happy to answer any of your gaming needs. Just remember, Gamers Inn, it's where adventures begin. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh, yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Welcome back to hey! the Radio. We're back. Woo! You missed us. For those of you that just listened to our last couple shows, if We're you are not <laughs> creeped out to the point that you're still listening to us, amazing. Yeah, it's safe now, guys. Yeah, what, what did I do immediately after the show was over? Uh, go change your pants because <laughs> they were wet. No, he got his butt crystal. I got my butt crystal. I hate that you made me call it a butt crystal. It's not a butt crystal. That's what Cartoon Network so, so, said. So that's a quartz crystal. Um, it's blessed. It's which, blessed. which is used for focusing. Okay, okay. For focusing, it's not used for keeping negative spirits or evil spirits away. My it's grandma on actually blessed it. Negative oh, okay. spirits. I away. could turn this iPhone into a blessed item to That's keep true. away apparitions. You can really bless yeah. anything. Yeah. Yep. I just like to bless water and butthole crystals. Yes. Shut up with that. <laughs> Did you say butt or buckle <laughs> crystals? Butthole. Butt I put a hole in there. It makes it worse. You know what? You know what? I regret bringing wow. it down. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that said, we have a special guest on tonight. We got. Author Kevin Nielsen on the show. He's just wondering what the heck have I gotten myself into. Um, when he leaves, yeah. everyone will be receiving yes. a butthole crystal. And for everyone attending tonight's show, we'll be getting one of Jared's butthole crystals. Wow! Not blessed. Right. Not blessed. Michael Brent, I don't know where you are, but this show apparently is somewhat dedicated to you. No, uh, I think we're on to something here, guys. We are. Um, we have to bring that up when he comes on the show. Sure. So sure. Kevin has written the Sands and Resurgence of Shadow, right? Or Resurgence Shadows. Resurgence Shadows, and then the sequel to Sands Storms came out in January. Nice. So uh, elaborate a little bit yeah. for yeah. us. What is it? I love we Sands. Looking at? So let's go. So Sands and Storms, uh, they follow the path of this girl who doesn't follow the rules, and they live in this desert where there's these monsters, the Genisari. They come out every three months. Well, after nine months, they come out for three months, and they force everyone to live in, in the one place that's safe. And they all hate each other, and so there's a lot of politics that's going on. These giant monsters come out of the sand, and they fly, and, and um, there's magic there, and it just it kind of explores different takes on on you know politics and and what people would do in certain situations so the, have you have you have you got given away the movie rights i mean no, i'm gonna go well, draw something no, up. I was gonna say, <laughs> so i don't I, if this is or is not spoiling something are these monsters aware and have the agenda of putting these people together for a purpose or are they just these people are forced to be together, and then all of these their problems arise. So for for a thousand years, it's it's go, it does one way. So these these monsters, they're not aware; they just do it. They're hungry, okay. so they pop up, they eat everybody. It just forces everyone to to do it. Like a pitch so, black situation. Um, yeah, <laughs> when it happens, 
in when the story starts that this year for the first time in a thousand years it's not the time that they're supposed to show up they're they've changed their pattern they're showing up early and throughout the book they're trying to figure out why they're showing up early this time and and what's driving them to do something different that they haven't done for a thousand years if it was earth it would be because we are global warming yeah all two bits uh yeah. co emissions going on no. i'm sorry global warming doesn't work because it's cold dan it's getting cold oh my gosh. Gosh. I am we sick really have to explain so global warming monsters. to you right and now i'm sorry this is like monsters. when my republican dad goes monsters <laughs> are so <laughs> much cooler than go- global so, warming so what what are these monsters like what what gives them the scary factor that everyone needs to go hide uh so there are three different types. There's the cell fins, there's the marsici, and then there's this giant one that it's big enough to like destroy a whole group of people at once. And so they're they're like piranha, except they're shaped like giant eels. The the sail yeah. fins, and they come out. There's hundreds of them, and they just swarm over everything and just decimate. But they're like eels, but they can fly, or only certain kinds of them can. Fly? So they can all fly. So they actually use electromagnetism to fly up over the sands because there's metal embedded in the ground mm. beneath them. They're really. They're really advanced <laughs> trimmer. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. That sounds terrifying. Like everyone's always asking, or you see on on Facebook uh-huh. and stuff those memes. Like, what would make uh, spiders even scarier? I don't know. There's nothing. If they could fly, it's like it's the same principle mm-hmm. with right. freaking eels. because well, eels are mean, yeah. dude. Remember that's, that one time we went the, to the I know, aquarium like, and they tried to the eat me. One thing they have, you know, yeah. the aquarium they have the yeah. electric eel, and whenever it it like reads the electricity mm-hmm. in the water. Well, for some reason, my whole life, electric eels do not like me and they freak out. And like, it's always like, he's like, all right, Jessica, it's time to go. It must, be, really it must be your electrical aura. I guess, but I'm scared of them too. So, well, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this. Um, there's a new video that's kind of been floating around Facebook of this worm that, that yeah, like comes the up, sand, that yeah, comes, that comes up out of the sand and grabs the like fish. That's so funny. That's what I was yeah, thinking of when you pick, told me. So this. picture that. Yeah, but exactly what happens. Like yeah, that. that is terrifying. And then it yanks it down, and its pinchers can literally cut a fish in half. I mean, that's kind of this so thing. So that's exactly what happens. But this yeah. thing comes out and then it flows. So it does. It flies over the sand and grabs you and pulls you back down. Yeah. And so because they're going through sand and electromagnetism, with the electricity that's coursing through their body, it like burns a hole through the sand and creates these tunnels of glass that people nice. fall through. Oh my, I love that. Uh, it's that a slip and slide to your awesome. death. Logical. <laughs> it's, I mean, Give me what do you think about when lightning 14 minutes, sand? I'm going to drop the movie rights and yeah, then a signature creeps. before we leave. <laughs> <laughs> if Sweet Home Alabama didn't teach me much, it taught me that lightning <laughs> makes, makes glass, glass in the exactly. sand. <laughs> I actually was explaining that to my kids. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. They actually are. It's really they, cool. Uh, my publisher is designing a board game based off of it as well. They're actually nice. doing the beta oh, testing nice. right now. I was there beforehand, and I'm supposed to go back after we're done so to go it's and like, beta test the game. So. It's like shoots and ladders, awesome. only you die very brutally, and there's politics <laughs> Pretty involved. Pretty much. <laughs> so, okay, I'm going to roll the dice. One, two, three, four. Uh-oh. Um, I got to draw a card. Oh, crap. Something came out of the ground. <laughs> Run! Pretty much. That's how it works. Yep. Glass <laughs> slide. Yep. Yeah. So I have to ask, so they do they they live underground? So they live underground and they're dormant. They hibernate because they have such a high metabolism. So if you take the, if you take the glass tunnel down, are you able to find a hive? I'm sure you could, but you would suffocate before you made it because the sand would, you know, Com- would yeah. compress. Co- and collapse and come to, down, yeah. You wouldn't be able to breathe. 
Oh, Dude, that's yeah. just, this, this is I would try. All, this is all forms of I creepy. Would try. I know there's all forms of creepy today. I would try. Yeah, I was just getting over Wait, all the like, ghost stuff, and now I'm back in it. Where's well, my butt, Christmas? Well, <laughs> it's like, it's like I just finally settled <laughs> down. Too from many the, people from, touching from, your butt from the ghost to monsters. And now I gotta worry about giant worms no. coming out of the ground and eating. I'm just like immediately, like right now, putting like what are they called? The flamethrower. Like backpacks on, and I'm sliding down the tunnel. I know there's a ghost banging at the fence outside. Anyway, and like, <laughs> and like slide down there and find the sleeping hive and, <laughs> and just torch all of them. Pretty Sorry, much. Well, there's a there's a magic system involved <laughs> where you know, they're they're able to detect them and then things happen. So there's three different types of magic users. There's people that manipulate water, which is vital in the desert to be mm-hmm. able to find yeah. and manipulate it. Um, there's those that manipulate electricity and they use that in their advantage when they're fighting the monsters because they change the polarity and that makes them fall out of the sky. And then there's magnetolorium. They, they used, uh, magnetism that they can manipulate as well. And so hmm. they're, they're able to fight back and forth and gain a little bit of headway. Uh, I'm just picturing these guys that have the, the, the magnetism powers being able to pull the you know the iron out of the sand and start firing it off as well, projectiles. There is a scene that actually happens that exactly. Yeah, because I remember. Well, no, I remember as a kid taking, <laughs> taking a magnet and you know rubbing it in mm-hmm. the sand until you got all the the iron right. and the graphite out, and then you and then you put it in your little bowl and then make move it around, make it do funky things. So yeah, it's like yeah, just. You got magic, yank that out and start throwing it. Yep. So there are actually scenes where there there's this one specific magic user that he jumps off the these giant flying birds they ride on and he lands in the sand and he just starts flinging metal around him in a giant whirling pattern and to dude, tear up the, awesome. the, the sail fins. So. so Jared is just like, dude, I could do this in a movie. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's quite literally is everything I'm picturing now. It's yeah. like just really trying to figure out how to do the glass tunnels and... <laughs> They don't come into play quite so much in, in the first book. It's more in the second like book. Some of the backpacks. <laughs> we'll need a budget, a small budget. Because <laughs> I'm putting that no. backpack in that. It's <laughs> a really cool premise. For I mean, uh, immediately you have instant terror. Mm-hmm. Because who is not afraid of getting... I mean, I don't know anyone that isn't afraid of the idea of stepping into quicksand. Right. You know, because you sink, you can suffocate. Now put on top of the fact... That there are creatures that will come up out of the ground and yank you down and devour you. That's oh cr- that's scary right yeah. there. I mean, Tremors, yeah, it was kind of a funny thing. But still, mm-hmm. it was scary when it first came out because people were, like, freaking out. Could this be possible? These giant worms that are going to eat you and devour you or yank you down. So Right, as I, well, everyone is a child. We always think the quicksand is going to be a bigger problem than than it really ends up being yeah, as that's an adult. All that we're like, oh, no, <laughs> yeah. there's lava and there's quicksand. I have to avoid that as an adult. Let's practice jumping from no, the couch yeah. to the table and back yeah. again. Yeah, had quite a bit of it. Like where I was from, like right by the creek areas, there's always this the mud that literally the more you moved, the suction yeah. under your feet would oh, get worse man. and start to pull you in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you literally just had to stop moving and hope to God that someone's going to come and pull you out. Yeah. Because if you try to pull your... There's no nothing to grab onto. You try to pull yourself out, the suction just... Yep. just sucks right in and just any void that you any inch of progress that you make is completely just tightened yeah. and you're just or hope that there's a rope or like some a finger sort trap of the more you pull the worse it gets you can pull on, something yeah. that you can do to, to save yourself I mean, that, I mean that's at least one nice thing that i can say about living here in utah that um i've never ran into quicksand and i've never ran into uh 
Life's too dry for quicksand. Stealing like. mud, so yeah. Um, or giant flying monsters. Or so. giant. Well, I don't know. There is a possibility. Who knows? There is the salt flats. Something could be living under that. That is true. There is. You know, there could be something up in the mountains we don't know about. I mean, you never know. Maybe some of those paranormal, you know, ghosts. Are yeah, ghosts. Come out and Bigfoot. There could be giant worms. Cave worms that live up there. Who They're knows? hibernating. You never yeah. know. Exactly. They're coming out. You know, in the next twenty years, it's you know that thousand years is up, and they come out. You know, it's like those giant worms you see at the end of a uh, uh, the Hobbit movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Th- those could be yeah, living those, up there. They could be there. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That would be so terrifying. I'm so glad that's not going to happen. <laughs> What's that? Up little cottonwood. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, someone's phone just went flying Okay, so he made me watch the video with the worms from Facebook, and then he, like, threw it at me to scare me, and it scared me, but it, like, like, ricocheted off of me and, like, bounced on the, like, flung on the floor. So for those of you that were wondering what that clunk clunk was, it was the Bobbit worm. It was Jared's life ending as he lost his If you guys want a good visual reference to what these worms may look like... Bobbit worms, dude. Yes. That's what yeah. they're called. They're, Bobbit worms. Yeah. They're terrifying. Terrifying. The fact that people have them in their tanks and they, they don't know it is... They grow to like 10 feet long. Dude, I know. it's huge. Well, I'm insane. assuming yours it's are like much trimmer. larger than 10 feet. It's like right. So the, the smallest one are about 15 feet. The oh. largest one's probably three or four football fields long. Oh! Oh, Man, football field. Three or more football fields. Gonna need a bigger throw pack. Okay, so that just changed Are everything. Yes, that? game changers. That, yes, they do. So I, I just watched uh, Gods of Egypt. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. Well, I, I'm just kidding. I haven't well, seen it. Well, it was okay, <laughs> but I, I just I, I picked right now when you said so, that. I'm right, picturing those giant uh, in the previews like, when they're like they're riding their they're, pets. Yeah, they're yeah. they're riding. That's that's kind of about the same size. So the Karundin is the, is the giant one, the okay. third type, and there's only one of them, and it's roughly that size. Okay, from, there's only so one. Is well, it like that's a, good. Is it like a queen, or is it like a king? So is it's exactly, it's, it's the queen. So okay. it's the okay. one that created all the others. Oh, well, nice. Spoiler oh, alert. No, that's, uh, that's, that, I like that because, you know, in a lot of, uh, you know, like we've seen in Aliens, yeah, well, a queen. I was just going to say, uh, you thought that the xenomorphs were scary, wait till yeah. you meet the mama. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. You know, like with, from Star Wars, the the insect uh, from the Geonosians. The Geonosians, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they, 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 I know, sorry, uh, again. <laughs> my, my, those guys were kind of creepy, and, and then you see the queen in Clone Wars. Yeah, and she, and she is, is terrifying. She's terrifying. She's massive. She's got these little green worms that go out and then burrow into you and starts controlling you. Oh and that's my, just creepy. Not oh, yeah, the right place, the Daniel. That's inappropriate. inappropriate. No, it is. It's <laughs> actually <laughs> scary. Like I was like, oh my god, is a yeah. kid show? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, this is kind of along the same lines. You've got all these little worms you already have to save your life from, and then this thing's the size of three three or four football, football fields. fields. Mm-hmm. It's massive. It's enormous. And it's one of the, the plot elements throughout the series is trying to figure out where they came from and what's yeah. the history of this desert because it's surrounded by this giant wall, so they're kept in it. Can they please not be little green worms that burrow there into your no skin? There are no little green worms <laughs> that burrow into <laughs> the skin. Whose no perspective worms. are we seeing the entire story? So we're seeing it from, from Laurel. She's the main character, and, and part of it starts where she's being forced to marry a guy that that she doesn't love and, and a guy that's frankly quite evil and he turns into one of the main villain characters of, of the story. And She's got enough problems without these worms. Because she right, because she f- doesn't follow the rules and does some things that, that women aren't allowed to do in her clan. She gets kicked out, chained to the rocks, left to get eaten by, by the Genisari monsters. Oh my and, gosh. And she gets rescued by a, a, another third party that, that 
she didn't know existed, and she finds out that there's people out there that fight the Genisari while everyone else is hiding, trying to save themselves. That is really damn cool. Is one of them really handsome? There is one that's really handsome. Yes. No, I'm really. <laughs> I like this story. That's <laughs> really cool. cool. She goes. She she has to get married. It's the villain. It's so cruel. She yeah, like stands up for herself or something, then mm-hmm. gets t- chained to a rock, and then finds out there's the other people that are fighting these worms and. Yeah, it's the good hero story. It's right. a unique up. spin on classic storytelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that. It doesn't end how you expect. It gets turned on its head. Oh, even better. So, even better. And right. I, yeah. That's what I... That, see, that's the good thing. Um, you know, with movies or books where it's like, I'm, in, I'm so in, I'm dedicated, I'm like, oh, I know how this is going to end. Right. I know this. And then it flips on me and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, wow. And then Bucky kills Tony that, Stark's parents and you're that, like... Yeah, that's spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Giant freaking spoiler alert. We already talked about that. Oh, you weren't on that episode. That's a good thing I saw it on Saturday. So. <laughs> but um, no, I, it's it's those twists that really make reading and viewing you know material so great because right. it's like okay, I know how this is going to end, and mm-hmm. then you flip it on someone and you're just like, whoa, that was so much better than I would have thought. Right, and that's always been my pet peeve as a, as a consumer of, of media in, yeah. in written form and in, in movies. Is I can guess how it's going to end in the first ten minutes. There's no point watching. Oh, it yeah. becomes forgettable. Right. Yeah. yeah. But something with a really nice plot, yeah. a really good ending, is very well, it, memorable. It's like, um, oh, what was that? Okay, so the movie with Christian Bell. Okay, maybe it's not Inception. Not, not Inception. <laughs> the one with Christian Bell and Hugh Jackman. Yeah. They were the magicians. Uh, Prestige. The Prestige. I love that movie. That was, that was a beautiful. great movie because it's like, it's like, I was like, you know, it's like every 15, 20 minutes I'm like, oh, I know how this story's going to end. And then and it changes. Like, and then it swaps. So I mean, I'm like, oh, maybe I don't. And then I get to the end. I'm like, okay, I know how this is going to end. And then they flop it again. It's like, mm-hmm. what the crap? It's one of my favorite movies because they kept doing that over right. and over. Constantly. And it's just like... You have a twist like, within a twist yeah. within a twist. Yeah, and it's just like... It's great. See, I feel like that when now you see me, like yeah, when well, you find out yeah. who the main magician yeah. is, well, no, I was like, whoa! Again, that's one of my favorite movies too yeah, because of that like, that twist. You think that well, you knew we were gonna find out. Yeah, you knew we were gonna find out who it was, but you never expected it to be him. Well, yeah, I thought it was gonna be the French, uh, the girl, yeah, the French. Whatever it's called. Yeah. Anyway, the, but the, yeah, no, the I the lady that was trying to help them, but right. it seemed like she wasn't. She was yeah. trying to persuade him to like magic. <clears throat> yeah. And so a lot of your characters, uh, a lot of your creatures, and everything have a very unique sounding pronunciation. Yes, they do. What what sort of cultures did you use to influence this this culture in your book? Uh, so the cultures were were influenced a lot by the Bedouins and then the Sahara Desert. Uh, the language itself very is cool. actually based off of Portuguese. I'm fluent in Portuguese, and very I, cool. I served my LDS mission in Brazil, and so that was a large influence on the language system. That's um, awesome. And so that's that's where most of that derived very cool i can learn a bit i like that portuguese now that's what made like star wars and stuff so cool when you see these new cultures is that they bring in different you know parts of the world to create Mm -hmm. the cultures you see alien cultures you see in in these stories and that's to me like it brings in that wonder you know because you're in a new place with Mm -hmm. a new system their own culture their own beliefs well the one thing they have their own problems i really liked it with star wars is you know when you see an alien race they talked in that language, and then it was translated underneath for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was really cool because it's like, okay, I got to experience that. It was, you know, because there's tons of other movies where you see it. It's not like Star Trek with their universal translator. Yeah, where there's a universal <laughs> translator. Lazy. Or, you know, even. It's called English. Even like on um, Hitchhikers where they throw the babble fish in there, and now, you know, you can understand everything. Um, That's fun, yeah. But 
you know, I really like that, you know, and then when you, when you get into books and you're seeing the other language and things, how things are being projected as well as, you know, this person acts this way, but this tribe acts this way. And you can kind of start doing that. Cause I really love, you know, one of the classes and subjects I really loved back in college was sociology. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that really, I really enjoy and seeing that in books, especially when you have different tribes and stuff like that and it's incorporated well is beautiful. It just makes yeah. the book that much more enjoyable for me. So, exactly. what what is the ultimate objective of the protagonist in the in the book? So, her ultimate objective is is she has this fear of being useless and you know of only being served a single purpose. And so, her main objective, personally, the, her the protagonist's main objective is to figure out where she fits and to gain a purpose. The main objective of of the people she's with that she ends up being with is figuring out what's changed and and saving the rest of the people from the Genisari that are not doing the things that they normally do, and they have no idea how to save them. Awesome. I'm really digging it. How many books are in the series? So there will be five. There are two out so far. Um, I actually just finished the first draft of the book, third book today. Dude. Uh, So it will be out later Everybody golf clap? (laughs) Yay! That's an accomplishment. really is. No, that really is. I mean, it's not easy. And roughly how many words? Uh, so the first book's 93,000, second book's about 106, the third book will be a little bigger. So, yeah, that's a, that's a really... That's huge. It's a huge book. I mean, mine's, well, I, uh, my novel's 84,000, and that's after cutting mm-hmm. quite a bit, but I know after re-editing it's going to go back up. Right. Yeah. I I like Brandon Sanderson's books that are, you know, 500 <laughs> pages printed or 1,000 pages. No, yeah, so, so you know. yeah, the Stormlight Archives, yeah, they're over They're doorstops. They are. They <laughs> literally are. So I, I love Brandon's writing. He's very creative. There's several other great authors out there, but when I first got a Will or uh, Way of Kings, mm-hmm. I bought it the day it came out. Yep. It sat on my bookshelf <laughs> until the second book came out. Right. It collected dust because I would look at that and I'm like, that's almost the size of War and Peace. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to touch it because I know as soon as I get done, because it's the first book in like a series of ten. This right. It's supposed to be a ten book Then it's, it's already this big. And it's right. already that big. And it's like, I'm going to wait till the second book comes out. So I hear the second book comes out. I start reading it. I finish just before the second book gets out. The second book is bit is it's longer. Mm-hmm. So I get that and read through that, and it's like, oh, now I have to wait three years for the next one. Right. And then I'm looking on the, my bookshelf at these two books. It takes up the space of four or five normal-sized books. <laughs> and it's like, wow, but they're so great. They're good. Because they, they pull me in. And that's what I love about reading is if I am hooked and I am invested, mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care how big it is. Right. I don't care how short it is. I am there for the ride and the enjoyment, and as long as I have that, it's it's amazing, and, and that's the great say, thing. Like, it's funny; it doesn't matter how long or short it is. Either way, my whole life, I would read a book in a day until the last chapter, mm-hmm. and then I would procrastinate right, reading the last chapter. Exactly, the journey's almost and as over. As soon as it's over, you feel really empty, and oh, so yeah. it's super cool that like you waited like to the next series. It's like it's like when you watch Daredevil mm-hmm. and you see the yeah. whole season at <laughs> yeah. once and now you have to wait right. six well, months. Yeah, and then you have that time. series hangover. Yeah. You're yeah. just like, oh, come on. That's, that's, like, that's, where's the next season? Like, Everyone like big watching. Right oh, my gosh. That, I that was like two intense days of my life. Uh, yeah. And I can't wait for next season. Next oh, year. crap. It's next yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the entire Clone Wars series in like 
four days. Yeah. And then it took me a month to finish the last season because I was so upset that it was done. It was uh, over. Yeah. Dude, that was bland. I've, I've been to... sitting on the last episode of Castle since well, last so season I... for like yeah. since the last you episode. Like, you haven't seen you the last episode of Lost? So, so no, I'm sorry I to still say, have it. This is the last season. <laughs> I know. That's the hardest part is when you're like, it's done. Like, this is it. Well, when see, you're done, you're you know done. that that is it. I mean, it's like okay, so so, so Smallville. I love that show. I I have all ten seasons on DVD. I watched it every episode. I was there watching it every week because you know I didn't have a DVR and all that crazy stuff. And then season ten hit, and it was over. He finally got in the suit. Yay, he's Superman. And then I just realized, like the next day, there will. What am I going to do on that night anymore? Oh man, because that show is gone. Right. What am I going to do with my life? What are we going to do Tuesdays off. after The Flash is over? Like, I know, seriously. Flash. Like, right? this, this Tuesday is the Dude, season finale, and then we're going to have to wait. It's too like, much. Well, see, that and football being over, see, I'm going to have nothing to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, but then, see, I, the summer I, I look forward to because there's no TV shows or anything that I want to watch, so I can actually get some writing and editing done. <laughs> because <laughs> that's, that's, that's my biggest beach. distraction. And but, but we see, that being No, I can still do that. that that's, that's my break. I was going to say, I've seen you there, so I know you do yeah. that stuff yeah. too. <laughs> that, that's my break. The problem is, is like I'll be sitting there editing, and then I'd say, oh, wait a minute, The Flash just came out, or The Arrow is on, or this show or that show, and it's like I have so many distractions because mm-hmm. I want to watch those. But during the summer, those are gone. So I can get my writing done. That's, That's true. Or you just wait yeah. up really late at night and while your kids are asleep, so you can't turn the TV on, or yeah. they'll wake up. Yeah, you're doomed. But my kids see movies. See still okay, you know, because oh hey, I, there's the movie. I need to take a break from editing or writing. That's two I hours versus it. four days. Y- yeah, <laughs> so it, it's a lot easier. But um, yeah, it's. I, That's my comic book is, season. I'll yeah. be straightforward. Like as soon as yeah, TV season's have, over, well, tell me it's, up it's all because night, you have more time. Like yeah. wake up because like, what? you don't Why? have that investment. <laughs> Why are you reading so, right now? It's Batman's five considering in the killing this guy. I gotta know. You're like, look at this page. He's invested. Okay. Yeah. They have the, all the Star Wars, Jessica. All the Star Wars comics in here. I'm like, uh. yep, yep. So something invested. in your book for me personally, since I'm Thanks a driver, care. I drive all day every day, and yes. so I audiobook. can't I have time to read anymore. So I do audiobooks all the time. Yes, good point. Sans is on audiobook and that's how I actually read Way of Kings the first time was I have a 45 minute commute to get up to West Jordan from Lehigh every day and so I just I'll be honest that's how I read Way of Kings and um Words of Radiance. Words of Radiance yeah, they're both like 52 book. hours long, I think. Yeah. So uh-huh. if you do it, I mean, if, well, and since I'm driving, I have like eight hours every day to yeah. do it. So it's like, I can well, finish the book in like and a week. Not, mm-hmm. not only that, audiobooks, yeah. audiobooks are so much better now. I mean, I remember my very first audiobook. It was for Dragonlance. It was on cassette tape. <laughs> and that was my first audiobook, too. Yeah. And, Whoa! And, and it was... That's big. It was boring. <laughs> it was boring. It, I mean... Which is really sad because well, back when it was on cassette, set, it was yeah. like this old guy, like, and then he said, "Well, no." Oh, so in this, uh, so on the Dragonlance one, it was the awesome. one, the guy that was reading it, it was Peter something, but he was the weird, creepy guy that worshipped the painting in uh, Ghostbusters Two. Oh, that had the the weird, the curly, freaky hair. Oh, I don't know and what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Ghostbusters too. I have, but He's I was one of those people I didn't okay. watch until. The only reason I know is because anyway, I saw a snippet the other day. Yeah, I can't. Peter Tool or I can't. Peter Tool. It was not O'Tool. O'Tool is the older guy. I know. Anyways, anyways. So, anyways, it was okay, but audiobooks back then were kind of boring. They didn't put a lot of presentation into it. Now you listen to an audiobook. 
they're changing their voice when it's a different character. There's, to, there's Foley work. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're trying to do stuff, or you even have like graphic audio where she every different character is when a different. Characters are uh, voiced English. by, or female characters are yeah, voiced I by. Hello, yeah. It's so creepy. Yeah. I don't. It's well, like watching a drag show. I see, don't like this it. Is, this, <laughs> this is the thing I like about, um, well, like with the Words of Radiance mm-hmm. books with Brandon is the chapters that are dealing with the male character. There's right. a male guy. So Michael person. Kramer reads Michael the male Kramer's, chapters, yeah, and, and then Kate, Kate, Redding. Kate Redding is reading the female ones. So you don't have that weird. But of course, there are they are still yeah, interacting so with male interact and female, the, but with the other characters, it's not as bad. I happen to um, think Mark Thompson makes a fantastic woman. You do. Oh, okay. he, he, he thinks he's a pretty girl. Awesome. I, I just, it's a creepy to me. <laughs> but no, so yeah, so it, that one's on. Yeah, so Sansa's on audiobook. Storms maybe later this year. Um, so Tantor Media actually bought the rights to Sans. Cool. And, and so nice. So they, we can find it on like Audible. Yep, and it's yeah, on Audible. Uh, if you buy the Kindle edition, you like can actually get the Audible version for two ninety nine. I have no kidding. <laughs> I like that. Oh. I do a lot of audiobook stuff too. Like well, we do like. You know, my mom. My mom was deaf, mm-hmm. and like so, she we would always get the book, and we would get the audio. Yeah. And whenever my dad was driving, we listened to the book on the tape, and my mom would follow along. You nice. know, and so like I think it's important to have both to be able to switch back because there's a lot of times people say things, and that's why I always watch the TV with subtitles. Mm-hmm. I grew up watching TV with subtitles, yeah. but it's so weird watching a movie without the subtitles. And then going back and watching it with you, like, whoa, that changed right, everything. Changed I thought that. he said this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, it, and it's they said something completely different because people do have accents and sometimes yeah. they're really bad ones, especially right. if it's the same person doing all the voices in the audiobook. And or the you person don't in understand. the audiobook mispronounces a name. Yeah. Right. Like, or changes the pronunciation halfway through. Yeah, you know, like, you know. <laughs> or changes the accent halfway through. That, so, like, the Dragonlance ones, I had mm-hmm. those, and when we got to Summer Flame, the lady that was reading it, you know, there was Queen Takesis, the, you know, the queen of the, you know, the, the dark dragons and so forth. Mm-hmm. And then you get to that book and she calls her Thaxis, the entire oh, book. It? And it's like, was it Taquita after that? Queen Thaxis. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's wrong. Nothing yeah. will ever be as bad as Mr. Shyamalan in Avatar. Oh, yeah. I Ong. will say that. Mm. Yeah. Ong, Ong. Give here. Yeah, I, I, because of that, I never watched that movie. Good. Well, yes. I seriously yeah, never did. It was horrible. And then everyone told me it was horrible. I'm like, hey, it was I a saved some money. FYE right now. It was, I, I don't want it's it. Not <laughs> worth, it's, it's, it's not worth a dollar. <laughs> they tried. They tried. They started at 20, and then they'd just been working yeah. down. And yeah, still I, there. I, still not going to make it. But, um, no, I mean, this is a great premise. I, I really like the idea of it, and it sounds... I mean, you're already on book three, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Book two is out, so at least... For those of you that haven't picked it up, you can, you got two books right now. Yep. And then book three will be out shortly. That's It'll be out. Two, binge reading that's done. two seasons of Daredevil, yeah. right, not exactly. just one. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, so is this a trilogy? Is it going to so end on book three? So it'll be five books. Totally. Five. So it, that's even better. Mm-hmm. By, by, you know, so uh, probably More about this time next better. year, you will be halfway through the series. Yep, pretty much. Yep. Um, unless it's the end of The Lord of the Rings. No. Then it's not better. Yeah, well, yeah. most of the time more is better. <laughs> we've all we've all gotten to be better writers. Tolkien's since out then. there somewhere. Yes, that like, is true. You know, Tolkien is. He was a pioneer. Tolkien started things. He did some cool things, but some things in his writing were weird. And yeah. Well, and at least the Lord of the Rings ended better than the Hobbit, where you have a hundred pages oh. of Sam <laughs> and Frodo fighting with people in the Shire. So yeah. Yeah. Of well, and that, uh, that, I mean, at least with Can the movie, the we have movie. all this weirdness because. Literally, that final battle was just skipped over because Bilbo was knocked out, mm-hmm. and then the next thing you know, he wakes up, and so they, he didn't write the battle because right. Bilbo see didn't see it. Mm-hmm. it. 
So how does Sam J- or Peter Jackson deal with that? Yeah, Peter Jackson knows all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It probably would have been cool if Sam Jackson showed up in the middle of nowhere <laughs> with a lightsaber. This became yeah. a <laughs> lightsaber. I'm taking this you down. down. Became a Jackson a film. Yeah. That would be beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to have like the Mace Windu purple lightsaber though. I know. It's not purple worse. lightsaber. Yeah, Nick Fury's eye patch. Nick Fury's eye patch. He's got the Afro Samurai. Yeah, from Pulp Fiction. From Pulp Fiction. Oh, okay. But he did Afro Samurai too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He did the voice wow, for Afro Samurai and talk like Afro Samurai. Just get the overall extreme in compilation of Sam Jackson showing up at the <laughs> end of the Hobbit. It's just <laughs> fighting it's, the giant worms and the dwarves. It's just a sci-fi action adventure horror incarnate. We, we, we got a movie. Let's get going, guys. And then you have the dwarves <laughs> sitting up on the, you know, on the wall going, "What is that?" <laughs> What is going on here? This is why we're not the writers. Try uh, Darkness has arrived. Man, I'd watch it. Well, that's awesome. Yes. I really dig your book, dude. That sounds really, really yeah, cool. Thanks. I love the I love the cultural influence behind it too. I think that to me is one of the more fascinating. And the creatures. I'm a huge creature feature guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the monsters he, definitely sound awesome. That's his love. Like yes. a lot of people like I love I love ghosts. Like I love ghosts right. and demons I and things. That. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. He absolutely loves monsters like it is oh, his so thing good. creatures are his worlds yeah so they really are awesome especially when they're doing yeah. in, in the desert effects. too is like right. my favorite setting well i grew up in arizona so it's, there you go no, I had, there I had are monsters the desert out there. in there see <laughs> the scorpions dude oh yeah i killed yeah. one with a sword one time it was great no <laughs> no no. Is that in the book? <laughs> no it's not in the book <laughs> i've squished a scorpion they explode they do explode you where i'm from they're so tiny like you have to check your shoes first oh yeah and sometimes. those are the worst ones the smaller well, and they're the like, scorpion they uh-huh. squish in so yeah. they, they, they like fold in on you yeah but then they, they just and they just go and then you put your they just curl all like up too right much discomfort from one day between your toes Monsters right. go. Should we talk about dolls next? Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I have a creepy doll story. Okay, okay so <laughs> <laughs> with that said, uh, ru- go out. You can uh, find it at Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, where else? So you can get them on Amazon, uh, barnesandnoble.com. You can probably find them in some of the local stores here in Utah. Okay. Um, over the next six months to a year, you'll see them in, in just about every bookstore. Nice. Or you can pick up the uh, first book yep. on Audible. The Which first book's on Audible as well. Awesome. Yep. Or you can and hop on my website, kevinlnilson.com, and you can find all the links for all that. Can we follow you on Facebook, too? Yep, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the I will put stuff. the link in uh, yeah, I make sure everything. So that I need spelling. Yes. Can't spell. That's fine. <laughs> and no one gets a Nielsen I was right gonna the first say, time anyway. I've been so. trying to explain to <laughs> people how to spell Seach for, like, the last... Sorry Year. about that. So. Psych. <laughs> Psych. Anyways. She blames you. Yes. <laughs> it is your fault. She, she should. Uh, itch. That's the best way I can explain yeah, it. Sure. So with that said, go out, pick up this book. You're going to love it because who doesn't love giant worms coming out of the ground, killing people, and magic. Think and of a sarlacc with a body underneath that can burst out of the sand. Like, I'm going to stop talking. In there. That sounds scary. <laughs> There's so many things I can think of, you know, like Dune. You know the I, worm, I say, I the worms like in Beetlejuice. I love oh yeah, I mean tremors, yeah. tremors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean this is just awesome. So, with that said, uh, no thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Go buy the book, support Kevin and his writing, so we can get all five books because this sounds like an amazing that story really awesome. arc. And, and a possible um, movie. keep the party going, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that said, we're out of here. Later, gigs. Suck it, nerds. Help Henry. <laughs> Help Henry. Deadpool. <laughs> 
Hey Dungeon Crawlers, are you wanting to level up your gaming experience? Then we have something just for you. We've recently teamed up with Battle Bards to bring you this amazing offer. That's right, if you are interested in adding soundtracks or sound effects to your gaming experience to make it even more amazing and more intense, then this is what you need to do. Go to BattleBards.com and we have specific DCR codes for you. You can punch in DCR1 at the end of uh, purchasing, and this is valid for the packages of the $10 or the $25 package, or DCR2, which is for the $50 package or the $100 package, or DCR3, which is anything from $150 or the $300 packages. Now, what these do is these give you custom rewards. So, DCR1 will give you one predetermined track for free. Uh, and then DCR2 will give you up to five tracks, which is half of an album. And then, of course, DCR3 will give you ten predetermined tracks, uh, which is a full album of audio. Now, this is super amazing and just will allow you to get more for your gaming experience. So, please, if you're interested, run out to BattleBards.com, throw in your coupon code, get free stuff, because who doesn't love free stuff? Until next time, we'll catch you later.